you've survived another week. Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the Urban Shooter Podcast. This is episode 175. Top Shot Casting for Season 2. Zombie Strike number 36. I got a chance to hang out with Derek Ward. A new brother I met, Travis Barito. Trainer's Command Post. And a Crawling King Snake. All this and a little bit extra. Coming up on your favorite righteous podcast. The Urban Shooter. Crossbreedholsters.com presents The Urban Shooter Podcast. Thank God for an expert. The weekly pro-gun variety show featuring the internationally known black man with a gun. Your friend and brother from a different mother. That's what I call a close encounter. Ken Blanchard. Love it. This is a star. You're going to love it. It's a classic. All right. Thanks for joining me. I'm Ken Blanchard, your host of The Urban Shooter Show, and I'm really glad you're here. You know, summertime is in full effect and only six months before Christmas. Oliver Wendell Holmes said that for him in vain, the envious seasons roll who bears eternal summer in his soul. I really feel like that. It's hot. I mean, it's hot, but it's still nice. As soon as John Wayne gives us our Pledge of Allegiance, we're going to get on with a Shortened version of the Urban Shooter Show, number 175, and I hope you enjoy it. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. If you want to reach me, you can, toll-free at 888-675-0202. Or you can email me anytime you want to, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, at blackmanwithagun at gmail.com or ken at urbanshooterpodcast.com. Make sure you check out the show notes for Urban Shooter Podcast episode number 175, and you'll see the links to everything that I mentioned today. I'm going to also try to um, change the site up just a little bit, maybe add some features so that you can become more active on the site. I'm trying something new all the time. Thanks for being patient with me. Speaking of new, um, my friend Laura Burgess is now behind a new site for trainers, for professional firearms instructors, or anybody that's involved in training. If you want to find a, a site that has like really legit stuff and it's not for like the Rudy Poot people and you got to be like the real deal here, check out Trainers Command Post and that's trainerscp.com. It's going to be the one-stop site for the very latest in training tips, tactics, and techniques from best-in-class instructors for personal defense, shooting sports, law enforcement, tactical, martial arts, military, tactical, medicine, fire, EMS, and specialty training. If you fit one of those modes, check it out. And there's a link to it on urbanshooterpodcast.com. Also, um, In the Wilderness Ministries is going to make a special membership site on uh, pastorkin.ning.com. And we'll probably change that eventually. But um, it's going to be videos, sermons, uh, Bible study, just in case you want to dig a little deeper 
into the Christian world. I'll help you there. And you'll be helped with other Christians of like-minded pro-gun as well. So if you don't have a church connection, here's one for you. Check that out. There'll be a link to it on show notes as well so you can find your way. Because it's a, it's a mouthful by itself. Summertime is good. I got a chance to meet the author of Zombie Strike and his big brother D. Had Derek Ward up here in Washington, D.C. And uh, we had dinner at the American Grill at the Union Station. And uh, after that, we stood outside in the heat and smoked cigars and waxed philosophically. We had some good man time. I mean, it was just nice. I'm just finding out that my best friends listen to me on this podcast. Isn't that something? So when you're in the nation's capital, call me. And if I can get away from church, family, or home, because I do have to put me in there somewhere, I'm going to meet you. And we can grab a bite to eat and tell lies and have a little fun. Because fun is far between these days. You know what I'm saying? These are hard times. Speaking of friends, um, Babs, from my good friends I met, when I was in Virginia Beach, Barbara is a really good writer and the editor behind Women's Outdoor News. And she has more fun than most people um, shooting, hunting, and fishing. And ladies, if you want to check out hunting, shooting, fishing from the female point of view and uh, some good writing, fellas. So if you want to learn something, check out womensoutdoornews.com. And don't be ashamed if you're a dude. It's okay that the ladies got it going on over there. You know, we seem to be going through a period of nostalgia and everybody thinks to, that yesterday was better than today. Well, now I don't think it was. And I would advise you not to wait 10 years before admitting today was great. If you're hung up on nostalgia, pretend today is yesterday and just go out and have one hell of a time. And tell them your pastor told you. No, life is just one big canvas and you should throw all as much paint on it as you can. I want you to live. Got that? Cool. You know, when I started out as a firearms trainer in 1992, I had no idea of the difficulties I would face. I created a small training business called African American Arms and Instruction and uh, A3I bombed during this entire six-year run. But I learned. A3I birthed, though, a national gun club called the 10th Cavalry Gun Club that sought to take the positives of my knowledge, contacts within the gun industry and the culture, and help people of color. I didn't know again how hard it was to help somebody who wasn't looking for help. A3I died and I became the black man with a gun. Through my website and the book, I had hoped speaking to the issue, debating the issue, and opening the eyes of the community that I would eventually gain some ground. Unfortunately, I didn't know I was overcoming 400 years of a racist gun control conditioning. I was overcoming the lack of resources to take the truth any further than the Internet. So somewhere in there, after bankrupting my family and chasing every possible lead, I practically gave up on my dreams of training, consulting, and advocacy. The website stayed up and the books were printed, the mountain of books that I have in a closet behind me. Um, I entered into the gospel ministry. And I used my fearlessness to evangelize. And again, I was beat up for being pro-gun and Christian. But now, after 10 years of being a black man with a gun on the Internet, I'm a pastor of a small church in D.C. And I have a successful podcast thanks to you. 
that allows me to make light of life and share my knowledge of the gun issues to an international audience with the iTunes generation. And we call it the Urban Shooter Podcast. Just in case you don't know, I have testified in state legislators of, and just in case you haven't heard of this before, I've testified in the state legislatures of Virginia, Texas, South Carolina, Michigan, Maryland, and Wisconsin. I've done commercials for TV against racist gun laws and been featured in three documentaries. I've even had the opportunity to beat Reverend Al Sharpton on cable TV on his own show. You know, one of my goals as the black man with a gun was to inspire young African-Americans to the Olympics. I knew that if I could get some into the sport, we could improve it and provide opportunities for them that never existed before. As a firearms instructor, I wanted to be the solution to the problems in the community, dealing with guns and the violence criminals perpetrate. Well, a couple of weeks ago, I got my joy by not shooting something new, but actually meeting a young brother that wants to represent the United States in the Olympics in trap and skied and shotgun sports. His name is Travis Barato, and now I'm trying to help him any way I can. So anybody who sponsors me or helps me, I pass their name on to him and back and forth trying to get him straight. He's going to school out in Lindenwood University out in Missouri, and he went there especially for the shotgun. And he's a really conscientious, nice kid, 19 years old, um, just, a, just a great kid. He has good parents, too. Um, actually, went over their house and told them what I was going to do for their son or what I was going to try to do. And I got a quick link to Travis's new page, Travis Baratov Shooting, off of uh, UrbanShooterPodcast.com. Tip, tip. Of the, week. of the week. How to deal with a stalker. Four steps. Number one, firmly inform the stalker that if the unwanted behavior persists, you will take action. Now, you know that when you confront somebody, you might agitate the situation, so be ready right then. Threaten to contact the authorities, and hopefully when you do this, you have a larger, stronger friend or relative near you, you got some backup or a firearm on your side. You got to be prepared. Do not give in to any threats and be ready to secure a restraining order or civil protection order if it becomes necessary for your peace of mind. But if you're on this show, I want you to make sure that you take a lot of security precautions. precautions. You want to make sure that you harden your house, that you watch your movements, that you don't telegraph where you're going, that you are really conscious what you do. Number two, inform your family, friends, and coworkers of the situation. Don't be alone. Tell as many people as you can. Number three, keep a paper trail. Save any relevant letters, notes, emails, and voicemails. Maintain a log or diary of your stalker's actions and report any unlawful behavior to the police immediately. Report phone calls to both the phone company and the police. Number four, inform the authorities. Do not fear retribution and don't let it stop you from taking action. Take legal action immediately. There are so many people who get dismembered, disfigured, murdered, 
assaulted, killed, raped, maimed, and the list goes on of all the evil that men can do to their victims. It's serious. Seek help quick. That's your safety tip of the week. You know, one of the things I'm doing this week is just appreciating the stuff that I have, just appreciating that um, that you're listening to me, that you're sharing this podcast with others. And if you want to do that, please do. If you like what you've heard, please send a link to your friends. And you can get that link. You can copy it off of urbanshooter.us and uh, take it from there. That's urbanshooter.us and put it in an email and tell them where to look. Urbanshooter.us or urbanshooterpodcast.com for the show notes. Or you can send them back to a black man with a gun and they can watch or they can see the show notes or the RSS feed there. And just share the thing, you know. I think I'm going to go outside here in a couple minutes and fill the water up in a baby pool and stick my feet in there and kick back in a lawn chair. Just enjoy the setting of the sun. Smoke a Monte Cristo to keep the mosquitoes away. So we got some big ones back here. There's a small stream behind my house and those things can get pretty nasty. Just thankful. You know, I'm celebrating my 20th anniversary as a married man. And as crazy as I act, I actually am a happy married guy. I am. Things I couldn't be better than my wife. I mean, she's just a joy. I think she's nuts sometimes, but, you know, she's crazy about me. There's nobody that I could, that could keep me straight, actually, because I can come up with some stuff. And if I didn't have her as an anchor, I'd float off the planet like uh, that guy in the movie Up with the balloons. That's my head. I'd be floating over Antarctica about right now. Yeah, I know I'm a little different. Blues playing pastor that likes guns and people. Internationally traveled and riding a Harley. Yeah, I'm a little different. Kind of like a crawling king snake.
me Why use her for myself Defense, the pastor of paladins, patriots, and pistoleros will be right back after these commercials. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. I designed our top-selling holster, the Super Tuck Deluxe, to solve the problems of being poked, pinched, and gouged while carrying concealed. The Super Tuck Deluxe is the most comfortable, most concealable holster on the market today. We offer a two-week free trial and a lifetime warranty. Visit us at crossbreedholsters.com. Don't forget, crossbreedholsters.com. Gun Rights Radio Network has the best pro-Second Amendment, pro-gun rights podcast available on the net. The podcasts are absolutely free when subscribing using iTunes or Zoom Marketplace. Or if you want, you can just listen from the website. Make sure you visit gunrightsradio.com to subscribe. Podcasting freedom, one episode at a time. Your eyes are priceless. Don't settle for less than ESS iPro. Advanced eye protection systems for military, law enforcement, and fire rescue professionals. Protect your eyes and look good doing it. Designed to take on the planet's most hostile and unforgiving environments. Featuring cutting-edge technologies, patented innovations for peak performance, and uncompromised eye safety. ESSIPro.com Tell them Ken Blanchard sent you. ESSIPro.com This is a public safety announcement of the Urban Shooter Podcast. And I just want to let you know that if you're feeling desperate, alone, or hopeless, if you're in a crisis situation where you can't think of any way to get out, please call 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-TALK. 1-800-273-8255. It's a free 24-hour hotline available to anybody in a suicide, crisis, or emotional distress mode right now. Your call will be routed to the nearest crisis center to you. It's free, it's confidential, and it's a network of more than 130 crisis centers nationwide. Call for yourself or someone you care about. If you're thinking about suicide, call 
273-TALK. Thanks for listening. And now, back to the man who's packing more than a browning. Last week on Zombie Strike, Mexico City, 27 June 2010, 23, 12 hours local, countdown, one year, five months, three days. Jessica Montgomery's Humvee flipped over and all hell broke loose last week as she and her car mates were attacked by a minion, a golem, and some zombies. She managed to stay alive long enough to kneecap the minion with her 45 cal auto pistol before the golems and the zombies came for her. She took out some zombies before the golem raised his axe to her head. She was rescued, however, by those big dogs again, a coyote pack, that she was able to hear telepathically. They gave her a cryptic message and disappeared as the rest of the convoy came in and circled the wagons. While everyone was tripping, she broke protocol and planted a juicy one on young Billy's lips. As Mexico City burned, zombies walked the earth, lead is flying, and love is in the air. And now, this week's show, Zombie Strike, number 36. This is Zombie Strike. Part 36, Mexico City, 28 June 2010. 0010 hours local. Countdown, one year, five months, two days. Jessica Montgomery's world was finally falling into place. As she kissed Billy Shakespeare, she knew in her heart she had found her one. The one person she was going to spend the rest of her life with. She didn't care what Mateo said or what anyone else did, for that matter. This finally felt right, and she wasn't going to let anyone stop her. That wasn't quite true. Jessica was jerked up into the air by the drag handle on the back of her armor. Incensed, Jessica was ready to let her foster father have it. He had kept Billy away far too long. Her tirade died as she looked into the dark eyes of Quentin McClintock. The former linebacker held Jessica up to his eyes. They sparkled with amusement and warmth. Jessica felt her face go crimson with embarrassment. How would this look to Billy and all of the soldiers? Could you do us a favor and finish this later? Quentin asked in a calm and warm tone. We're in the middle of trying to stop the bad guy. Jess didn't know whether to be angry because she was being treated like a child or even worse because he was right. Jess hung her head and nodded in meek agreement. Quentin set her down gently. Jess turned back to say something to Billy but he wasn't there. Jess searched frantically and quickly found Billy talking to the Steve. Billy had an embarrassed look on his face, but the two were too far away for Jess to hear their conversation. She followed Quentin to where Colin was talking to the minion. The minion's ninja costume was cut away to reveal a very beautiful woman in her early 20s. Jess squelched a tinge of jealousy as she looked at the woman's stylishly cut blonde hair and exquisitely formed pale face. 
Dominion was lying on a stretcher with an IV in her arm. Her left leg was stripped of the tight black cough. Blood-soaked bandages were wrapped around the knee. Dominion moaned in pain. Jess felt a pang of sympathy and guilt. This woman had nearly killed her and had killed others. Still, Jess was the one that had pumped three rounds into the woman's knee. It was hard watching someone in excruciating pain that you caused. Giant might be powerful, but he knows nothing about how to properly conduct an operation. Colin Dubois said as he joined Quentin and Jess. The tall former SAS commando matched Quentin's dark skin, but where Quentin was a gentle giant, Colin was a wiry and cold professional. Colin sounded as if he was insulted. Don't we want him to be sloppy? Jess asked. Aye, to a point, lass, Colin answered almost reluctantly. On the good side, he has not a lick of operational security amongst his team. On the bad side, he keeps lashing out at us with small forces when we annoy him. At least, if he was acting like a proper professional, we'd have an idea of what to expect. Quit whining about it and tell us what she knows, Mateo commanded as he stepped into the group. Mateo spared Jess a quick glance. The warm look threw her for a loop. She nearly missed Colin's answer. Some of what we already knew, Colin answered. The cabal was responsible for all of this destruction. He motioned to the ruins of Mexico City. Our enemies are called the champions of the truth. A bunch of babble about bringing back Zypotec. They're following the same bloody prophecy that Quentin and Jess were nice enough to translate for us. Giants heading for a temple near the center of the city. An artifact she keeps calling the key is there. She even had a nice little map in one of her pockets. Colin unfolded a printout with the directions. Any chance this is just a fake to throw us off from what's really happening? Mateo asked. Possible, Matty, Colin answered, but I'd rather doubt it. Morphine isn't as good as sodium pentothal, but it makes do in a pinch. Jess didn't understand what Colin meant, but the evil smile on his face frightened her a little. Mateo didn't seem phased. It does sound like what the coyote told me, Jess said. By this time, the entire zombie strike team had congregated around Colin. All of them were staring at Jess with incredulous looks. She quickly looked down and desperately wanted to shrink into her armor. Who told you what? Asked Billy, stepping in front of her. His voice was urgent. As Jess looked up, she saw Billy was anxious. The giant coyotes that saved me, Jess said, completely confused. Why was Billy acting this way? One of them told me that Minion would tell us where we to go and that we should stop Giant before daybreak. Coyotes pack? Billy asked. Jessica could hear the capital letters in his voice. Yeah, I guess. Why? Jess asked. Billy didn't answer her. He just reeled back and began muttering in a language she couldn't understand. Would you mind explaining what's going on to your team lead? Mateo asked, his voice starting to get that tight control that signaled Mateo's growing anger. I thought you said that the dogs were nothing to worry about. I thought they were wolf's pack, not coyotes, Billy answered. The team all looked at him in confusion. Start at the beginning, Billy, Mateo ordered. The short Native American nodded, but he still looked like he was in shock. Look, 
I'm not sure some of you have heard of some of the old Native American legends, and you know that some of the tribes worship totems of some of the animals, Billy began. Well, the totem animals are real. They're a bit more than earth spirits, but not quite gods. My family has been spirit warriors for the wolf for a long, very long time. Wolf has been known to allow some of his spirit pack to come into the real world to help his warriors in time of great need. That's who I thought Jess was talking about earlier. But it was Coyote and not Wolf, Quentin said. Why is that so bad? Where Wolf is the warrior, Coyote is the trickster, Billy said. The two are brothers, but where Wolf is noble, Coyote is disreputable. Wait a second, I thought the crow was the trickster, Quentin said. Crow is, but he is the brother of Eagle, Billy answered. Look, it gets complicated to explain fully. The point is that if Coyote's pack is here, he's playing his own game, and his goal may or may not be the same as ours. But they saved me twice, Jess protested, and they called me Little Sister. Why would they do that? Hmm, probably because you're Wolf Clan, Billy answered nervously. Jess felt her eyes go wide in astonishment. How was she Wolf Clan? As far as she knew, there wasn't a drop of Native American blood in her. So can we trust anything from Coyote? Quentin asked. We can't answer that, Mateo snapped. Slim, are you good to go? Slim nodded with a fierce determination in his eyes. Good, I want you and the sport to find which of these Humvees are in the best condition and get them ready to move. Quentin and Billy help the soldiers finish securing the scene. Colin, the Steve, I want you two to squeeze out every drop of intel you can from that woman without killing her. I'm going to make a phone call, and when I get finished, we're going after Giant. Jess followed Mateo as the team broke up into their assigned duties. Matt, I, uh, just started and then trailed off. How is she going to talk to her foster father? He turned to her and smoothed back her hair. Before Jess could react or say anything, Mateo kissed her on the top of the head. Jess, don't worry. It's going to be all right. Just do me a favor and concentrate on the mission, Mateo said calmly and warmly. You're not mad? Jess asked. Oh, I'm furious, but I'm not sure I should be with you, Mateo answered, which just confused Jess even more. We'll work this out when we get home. Right now, I have to make a phone call. To who? To Ken, Mateo answered. We've been bouncing around to every other spirit's tune, and I'm sick of it. He reached in under his armor and pulled out a small medallion. I haven't really talked to God since my divorce. I think it's about time to ask him for some guidance. There was some deep emotion in Mateo's voice that touched Jess. Do you want me to pray with you? Jess asked. Yeah, I'd like that, Mateo answered. Thanks. This concludes another installment of the narrated story Zombie Strike by Derek Ward. Join us next time for another exciting edition of the ongoing saga. This product is protected by copyright owned by Blanchard Studios, Kenneth Blanchard, and other individuals or entities. Any production, retransmission, republication, or any other use of part or audio found on this site is expressly prohibited unless prior written permission has been granted by Kenneth Blanchard or the appropriate copyright owner. All other rights reserved.
Simi, welcome to the Urban Shooter Podcast. Great to be back. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Season two of Top Shot, and you're the casting director. What's happening? Absolutely, man. Season one is doing really, really well. History Channel loves it. Uh, the audience seems to be responding pretty well, and it's doing so well, it's time to cast season two. So good, you're doing it twice. Exactly. The show's so nice, we're doing it twice. I like that. Mm-hmm. Got some great people on there, too. I mean, I even thought about doing kind of a side podcast, man, just kind of building the, building up the show on the other side. I might add that to the Urban Shooter as the year goes on. Like doing a recap after each episode kind of thing, you mean? Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, yeah, it could be fun. I, I'd encourage it. I'd have, I'd have to get um, some more information, but quite a few of my listeners um, and the folks I got on Facebook, they kind of chime in every once in a while. Like a guy hit me up today on Facebook and told me to check mm-hmm. out Lulu.com for a uh, a recap of what was going on. Yeah, yeah, Hulu airs those. It's a great place for it. Yeah. Yeah, and you can go on the Top Shot Facebook page, too, and I think a lot of people, even some of the cast members, chime in every once in a while. You know, everyone's got a lot to say. <laughs> people are talking about it, that's for sure. Yeah, it is. That, that's a good thing. I had um, I found um, Denny Chapman on uh, Facebook a couple of weeks ago, and I had I interviewed him as a guest trying to keep the interest alive for Top Shot. For yeah, I heard that. How'd that go? Denny's a great guy. It went really well. Um, we had a lot in common, and I got a new friend, so I'm always cool. up for that. Nice. He He's kind of from my hometown. He's down in Ocala, Florida. Um, and I'm a Gator. I went to the University of Florida. I hope oh. that's not turning off any of your listeners right now, if there are any Seminoles out there. love the Noles, <laughs> too, but uh, I'm a Gator. That's all so right. There you go. Um, so, yeah, casting season two of the show. How did, it get, um, how did it get to you? How did it get to me? Um, you can email topshotcasting at gmail.com. Um, send us your name, your phone number, uh, your location, why you think uh, you're America's next top shot, why you should be on the show. Tell us about your skills. Um, you can also go to the company that's producing it. I work for Pilgrim Films. You can go to our website and download an application directly if you want to get a jump start on the process. Uh, just visit www.pilgrimfilms.tv. Uh, click on casting and you'll find the top shot casting page. And this is for season two. The, um, podcast never dies so just in case you guys are listening to this like in the future what's the cutoff date for entries oh good question i should have said that before uh we're looking at august 12th august 12th is the absolute deadline to get a hold of us but if you if you're interested in being on the show do it now because by the time august 12th rolls around we get all these last minute applications we have a pile of them sitting on our front door and by that time we've talked to a lot of people already so I get it in soon. It makes it easier for us to give you the time to figure you out and to process your stuff. So between now and August 12, 2010, to get on to Top Shot as a contender. And compete for up to $100,000 in prizes. Absolutely. History Channel has been, at first I thought it was just me getting older. It's like cool mm. stuff on the History Channel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You watch, uh, you watch that Pawn Stars? I flip it and I see it go. I'll get I'll get back to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's doing well for them too. You know, they're trying new stuff. They're trying new stuff. Um, you know, there are a lot of people out there who uh, you know want to see want to see the network kind of get into new territory, and that's you know that's that's really the cool thing about Top Shot. I think it puts a very new and interesting spin on the way people see uh, shooting in the gun community, yeah. and people seem to be uh, opening their their living rooms to it. So it's cool. I dig when you guys are shooting stuff that's not paper targets. 
I love when stuff mm. explodes or you're shooting a rope or you're blowing up a bottle. That's the best part, right? The explosions. Yeah, yeah. You well, know, at the very least, the uh, the cracking plates and that sort of thing. That's oh, yeah, good. yeah. I'm all off for that. And then you guys might throw in a, a, a bow and arrow set or, I don't know, catapult. Y'all guys doing all kind of stuff, and it's kind of fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, we talked about all sorts of things. I mean, you know, this, the first season seems to be mainly firearm-based because that's just sort of the thing. That's sort of the base of the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they throw in a couple of tricky ones every once in a while. Keep watching. There's a couple more to come. Cool, cool. How many contestants you need for this one? I think it's going to be the same. We started with uh, 16, um, and uh, you know we start cutting, cutting them down until there's only one left standing. And it's going to be the same way. Now, when we, when we cast for the show, we actually fly 50 people to Los Angeles to test them for the show. So hundreds and hundreds of people are going to apply. Maybe a couple thousand people apply. We pick our favorite 50, fly them to L.A., and we go through a series of testing. Um, including um, at a firing range, okay. so that we get an idea of how you compare to the other folks that we, we flew out with you. Nice. And then we choose the final 16. Top shot, guys. You got to check it out. Season 2 coming up soon. Absolutely. It's a hell of a show. Yeah, it is. Thanks, Simi. Hope I can <laughs> help help out the cause one more time. No problem, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, Ken. I'll make sure I'll put the uh, PDF, the application, on episode 175 of the Urban Shooter Podcast. Okay, great. I'll keep my eye out for it. Done deal, Doc. Thanks, man. Hope you got what you needed. Yeah. Best luck to you, too. Thank you. Have a good one. You, too. Bye. Bye. All right. Make sure you check out History's Channel's new Top Shot Season 2. And let me know what you think of how Season 1 ended. You know, people don't notice whether it's winter or summer when they're happy. That's your goal for tomorrow. To be happy. No matter what you're doing or what somebody else is trying to do to you. I had to come home early today because my um, house alarm went off. Yeah, I got a call from the monitoring company said I had a medical emergency so I went 10-7 in high pursuit back to my house but all was well we'll figure it out later don't forget to check out trainers command post the top shot site womensoutdoornews.com and PastorKen.ning.com if you want to become a member of our online church. If you want to point somebody to the online cyber school for firearms, check out OurSafeHome.net. And a big shout out to Amoland.com and Freddie and all the friends there from New Jersey and members of the Amoland family. I miss you guys. Hope all is well. Don't forget to join me on Facebook. That's Facebook at Ken Blanchard. That's Ken with two N's. And the same with my Twitter name, Ken Blanchard. Until next week when we hang out again for a few minutes. Shalom, baby.
Thank you for listening to the Urban Shooter Podcast. Ken would love to hear from you. Email him at blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. Talk to you next week. I can see you right now in the kitchen bending over a hot stove, but I can't see the stove.